You are listening to The Stream UK and Alison and Partners podcast. Hello and welcome to The Stream UK and Alison and Partners podcast. My name is Andrew Rogers and joining me on the line is Jill Coomba, Managing Director of Integrated Marketing and Dan Whitney, Managing Director of Content Strategies. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Andrew. Uh, thanks very much and lovely to be here. Hi, Andrew. Nice to be here. Thank you very much for inviting us. This week, we're going to be talking about the latest report from the team here at Allison & Partners, all about how B2B brands can tap into emotional storytelling and talk human. This all forms an exciting new piece of research that we ran, surveying 500 senior marketing decision makers at B2B brands in the UK and in Germany. So if you're involved in the marketing or comms at a B2B brand, this is definitely the podcast for you. I want to jump straight into this, and Jill, I'll go to you with this question. Why did we carry out this research, and why is it so important now? So, really interesting question, and when we were looking around for a topic for our latest report, um, it was really, we all really noted that lots of brands have been asking about how they can make their brands more emotive in all sorts of different ways. You know, some, some have been kind of coming in through the, the visual branding route, some have been coming through from a product launch route, uh, some have been just even kind of asking kind of bigger questions of this. So it really pointed to a topic that was quite hot in the conversation and, and uh, something that we could dig into and create the conversation around. And it certainly forms a very interesting report. Um, We will be talking through the report and some of its findings during this podcast, but I would absolutely recommend anyone who's looking to find out more to visit alisonpr.co.uk to read the full report. And we'll have some more resources at the end for those who want to find out more about the research that we're going to be discussing through this podcast. The title of the report is Talk Human to Me. And really what we talk about through the report is how B2B brands can make their communications more human. So Dan, my question for you is, you know, what does that mean? What do we mean when we say talking human? And why does it matter specifically for B2B brands? I think, you know, brands need to forge human connections with their customers. We're all connected more than ever than we were, especially now. And, you know, we all experience that sort of fatigue with our day-to-day connectivity. And therefore we kind of crave human experiences, you know, whether that's with the brands that we're researching or stuff that we're doing personally, you know, we, we want to be connected with the things that we're looking into. So talking human really is essentially about communicating with the audience, right? It's, it's doing it in a way that they relate to you and that they can understand. It's about looking at that human emotion and the empathy that you can really connect with them as opposed to kind of the traditional sense of just broadcasting it to the audience, focusing on the product and the service that you're selling. I mean, some brands obviously do it better than others, but one of the key things ensuring that you've got a consistent tone of voice. And it means that your customers are going to be able to identify with you as a brand if you're consistent in your storytelling. B2B marketing, right, has always been very distinct from B2C, but these professionals, they're people too. And interestingly, in our survey, we found that 42% of B2B brands said that having more emotional messaging embedded in their brand story was vital for humanizing their brand. I think the way that people view and interact with the world around them has, has really changed. And, you know, certainly people who look at brands now, as opposed to what they did and and how they looked at them 12 months ago, is not going to be the same as it was and how it is in the next 12 months. So speaking to human is an important step to understanding how it is that you need to communicate with the audience. It's important to be able to stand out in the market and become a brand that customers don't just need to use, but one that they're passionate and proud to be aligned with. 
Dan, I know you touched there on on one of the results from the research. And in the research, we really look at where B2B brands stand at the moment, as well as where they think they need to get to in the future. So looking at some of those top line results, Jill, what were the things that really jumped out to you? What's really interesting from this report? I think we put out a lot of interesting data through the report and it is well worth a read. I'm going to our website to download it to really get the full picture, but some really great headline stats. One that was quite surprising to me, which was that 97% of all B2B brands believe it's important to humanise a brand. I mean, that, that seems a very sensible statistics. Everyone recognises that there is a challenge, but only 26% said that they had already done so. So actually, by far the majority of the market, and really only the early adopters, if you like, have actually gone you know, all the way in terms of humanizing, you know, making their brands more emotive. And, you know, also the, the fact that 65% said they struggled or they don't know where to start, which is a little bit surprising, but does suggest that we're really at that kind of tipping point where this becomes, you know, something that, that all brands are doing, B2B brands are doing more of the time. And then the other, the other part that really uh, kind of stood out to us was that the most common challenges 47% said that they find understanding the needs and priorities of their customers to be something that is a challenge. 45% said that creating the right content in the right tone and in the right language, I mean, you know, getting it really right for these different target personas, you know, is, is a real challenge. And then 44% said developing the new messaging for this change was something that they found as, found as a block, found as a barrier to really kind of moving to the next step. So all things that actually we can explore and you know, we, can, we can get over and, and develop with, with our clients. It's definitely really interesting to read through the challenges that we see B2B brands facing. But, uh, you know, as you said, one of the really interesting things is how nearly everyone agreed that they need to do more in this, in this step. And I think what's great about the report Mm -hmm. that we've put together here is that it provides information and advice on how B2B brands can either start that journey or or move further along the journey if they're they're really just getting started. Okay, let's imagine we are a B2B marketing decision maker listening to this podcast. What's the first step? What would we recommend to begin this journey towards emotional storytelling and talking human? So the the first step really, I think, is that it's got to start with your audience. I feel that, um, you know, marketers really need to make sure that they understand their audience needs and passions. And it does sound obvious, but identifying who you're speaking to or trying to target is fundamental. From the report, we saw that 45% of those surveyed hadn't conducted primary focus research on their customers in the last 12 months. You know, they're making assumptions on how their customers are behaving and, and what they're doing without actually knowing for sure. And this aligns to the fact that over 35% said that they struggle to understand their audience's customer journey. So looking at this stuff and, and getting your customer journey and understanding who your customer is, is the, really the first step that you need to do. You know, marketeers are always looking at conversion rates and how things are performing. But if they're focusing on the audience first, pinpointing their key drivers and barriers, it ultimately allow them to speak to their audience in a meaningful way that's going to drive that ROI and, and is going to create for a better experience and a, and a more successful campaign. So starting with your audience is the first thing that we need to be doing. So throughout this podcast so far, we've mentioned emotion quite a lot. We've talked about emotional storytelling and how more emotion can be put into communications 
strategies that B2B brands are rolling out to their potential audiences. Interestingly, and this is hot off the press, we've been running a poll on LinkedIn to, to ask about what's more important for B2B brand decision makers in their brand messaging. Uh, right now, it stands at 71% saying emotional is more important and 29% saying that rational is more important. I think the survey in our report really does back that up as well outside of the sample there on LinkedIn. But it's an easy thing to say. It, some people might say it, it's a buzzword. It's not something they can put into practice. Jill, how can brands actually start to roll more emotional storytelling into their comms plans? I would always, um, and we would always start with a, with a client by asking them and getting them to really take a step back, you know, and to look at where they are in this journey and what particular are the key barriers and challenges that, that they face as an organisation, both in terms of their progressing their business and delivering on their business objectives, but also in, in becoming this more kind of emotive, emotive brand. Then we often get people to stand back and, you know, look at which brands do they most admire. It doesn't, doesn't have to be in, in, in their particular industry, but really looking at those kind of brands. Um, and really then we often go away and actually do some more analysis to pull out the, the tips and tricks that they are using that actually does make their brands more remote. We also look at what the competitors are doing as well so that you can find some white space. You've got to be telling a different story. You can't be telling the same story, even if it is a, an emotive, more, more human story, if it is exactly the same as your competitors are saying, because you, you won't get the, the clear different, differentiation from that. And then really from there, we start to work up a story and really find that kind of key story, whether it be, you know, it could be for the product launch, it could be for the bigger brand, it could be for a certain kind of sub team within a, within a company. So there's all sorts of different ways that you can focus on this, but they all lead to the same thing, which is finding that story, that positioning, which is really going to make it different in the market, but also uses the more kind of human emotive words within the descriptions and within the key messaging and within the within the north star and that's something that we can really help with the, the reason you go through that kind of journey is that then when you actually kind of kind of take it back it, it actually plays well for the brand the brand has got to be real we we can't sit in a room and come up with this theoretical human story and then when you actually test it or when maybe you speak to one of the spokespeople it, it turns out that it's pretty much kind of you know vapor emotion it's not really real so you always have to embed it in where the organization is and what the culture of the organization is and the people in the organization and once the storytelling is really bedded in and once much of that work has been done the next step for, for many people will be deciding which channels they use to get to their potential audiences. And interestingly, our research did look into the importance of different marketing channels and also how the importance of different channels has changed over time. So Dan, can you take us through more of those results and what was particularly interesting? You know, one of the key things that we always do, and you know, as Jill mentioned, when we, when we start working with brands is looking at that channel strategy and working out what you need to say where and how you need to say it and when you need to say it and one of the key things that we found through the report was that social media it was no longer just a tool for reaching customers you know it came out on top for driving brand awareness and lead generation which was pretty surprising i think something like 86 percent said that it was more important than it was five years ago this obviously shows that there's a huge growth in social media generally but also that that audience they need a converse they want to have a conversation and that's that's the key thing that, that social can give in contrast to that email marketing was considered on the decline 
for lead generation. 51% said it was less important than it was five years ago. I think we can certainly look at some of the regulations around GDPR to account for this, but equally, this channel doesn't always allow for a dialogue and, and some customers can see it as quite impersonal in its format. Now, don't get me wrong, I think email marketing definitely has its place. And I think it, if you're creating a really highly personalized, creative targeting campaign that really speaks to the recipient, you know, you're going to have a really great cut through and it's going to be really targeted and, and, and it definitely works. I think one of the key things also that came out was a human endorsement that influencer marketing piece, 71% said that it was more important than it was five years ago. This influencer marketing piece is on the up and up within this space and having key opinion leaders and speaking to the right people is massively important for B2B brands. It allows that brand to have an authentic voice and partner with the right influencer. Alison and Partners, we're seeing a huge number of B2B brands focusing on influencer marketing, which is a great step in the right direction and it's something that I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of as we continue to work differently with uh, with B2B audiences and brands. Yes, there were definitely some really interesting results that came out, especially in that area. And, and in the report, we do outline a lot of what you just talked about there in terms of the difference of the channels and how those different channels have increased in importance over time. So I definitely recommend anyone to, to look at the full report on that section. We've done a bit of a whistle-stop tour through the findings of the report here. So many people might be listening to this and, and thinking, okay, this lines up with what I've been thinking. It all sounds great. I recognize the challenges, but how can I get started? In a few steps, Jill, how would you recommend people start their journey? So in the, in the report, we've broken it down into five steps. And the first of those steps is around um, understanding your audience. And really that plays into what Dan was speaking about earlier you know about really understanding your audience and really understanding personas it is more than just understanding the job title it is understanding the business drivers they have their kind of key key hot points and really getting under the skin of these different target groups and i think that's the difference between what's been happening generally speaking in the past and kind of you know what people are now doing our audiences have actually changed quite a lot and um, particularly if you're going to market human to human rather than product to customer so we need to be changing our messaging to, to reflect that the second part again we talked about it quite a lot the story the storytelling but it really it's really investing in the story you know moving away from the text and the specs to an emotional connection that will really work for what you are trying to get out into the market the third step would be very much looking at your different channels looking at the ways that you best get to market and actually coming up using that story as dan was saying in different ways and packaged in different ways to play well to those channels and then looking at without getting too into the weeds with it you know the, the third thing would be whatever whatever plan and strategy you, you come up with the, the final step is great kpis really setting those up front, understanding what KPIs are really going to make the difference, move the needles for these projects, and then measuring against those as the project develops so that you can really see the effect. You can also be, be tweaking and learning as you go through campaigns, make sure that that campaign is performed the best it can, um, and that you take all the learnings in future campaigns as well. And in terms of what the team here at Alison Partners can do to support B2B brands, what are the specialist areas that we can help with? And I know that we've been very lucky to work with some really exciting B2B brands 
in the past and also currently? How have we supported them along this journey? First and foremost, from our perspective, come and have a chat. Let's spark that human connection. Come and talk to us. Um, let's see what it is that we can help you with. You know, we've been having these conversations with clients for a number of years. Our experience across both B2C and B2B positions us brilliant to help uncover the brand's human voice and put in place a really strong, robust go-to-market strategy. I mean, equally, some brands may already be doing this and, and just want some additional pointers and, and support, and we can definitely help with that as well. So come and have a chat and, and see how we can support you and help you on this journey because it, it is tricky, as the report says, and as Jill mentioned, that it's it's a challenge for brands within this space to know where to go and how to start. And like I say, we've been doing this for a while, so uh, it'd be great great to come and have a chat with us. Absolutely. I'll just back up and what Dan, Dan is saying. In the B2B space, we've worked with clients like Tech Data and Dow Jones, Pegasystems, .org and Firemon, all on different types of briefs. Some of them, as I say, have been top-level branding briefs. Others have been specific product launches. Others have been reaching out to an audience in a different way, knowing, knowing that that is the challenge and, and coming to us with that as a brief. And also doing equally the same on the consumer side for people like Playmobil and Forget. Um, so quite a wide range of different briefs. And it's, it's, it's useful that we have both sides of that expertise, particularly with something like this kind of topic. Jill, Dan, thank you so much for joining me on the Stream UK today. Very much appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to share your expertise on this topic. Of course, as we've been saying, Throughout this podcast, there is much more information in our report, which you can access by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or visiting allisonpr.co.uk. If you want to discuss your individual company's priorities when it comes to Talking Human, you can also reach the team at talkhuman at allisonpr.com. I'd very much encourage you to get in touch with the team. Finally, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to The Stream UK on iTunes, Google Podcasts and Spotify so you never miss an episode. And you can always get the latest episode right here at alisonpr.co.uk forward slash stream. Thanks for stopping by.